Saturday Down South podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Connor Gara. Marler, we're doing something a little different Casual Friday. Yeah, giving we're you talking. a childhood that you missed out on and, and all those experiences. Whoa! Whoa! Sorry, I was too busy. I was too busy watching the Bulls win six titles and then watching the great home run chase in 98. You know, I was a little preoccupied, you know, for the first eight years of my life. Sorry about Are it. Are you not watching teams um, go to the World Series and lose every year, like the Buffalo Bills of, the, of, of baseball? No, no. I, you missed out. No, I, was, I definitely wasn't doing that. Uh, today, we are talking about two topics that are very near and dear to our hearts. One of which being the movie Hook, which... I had never seen before, and we have brought up on this podcast, oh, I don't know. For, for people who have been listening for a couple of years now, because we've been doing this for two and a half years together, I think you brought that up maybe two years ago. There, and I have just now gotten around to watching there it. There are very few things that about you as a person. I don't even say very few. It's, it's almost zero things about you as a person that I dislike. That I'll take it. Is is that's probably just one like the whole list. It's like one through three. Well, I watched it, so we're I guess we're good. People now. don't forget. Um, they, I, I don't want to say that it, this makes me a bad person for not having seen the movie okay. Hook, which came out when I was I was one. Keep in mind, okay. you. I realized watching this movie, which came out in 1991, you were the perfect age yeah. to watch this. Five years old when. Peter Pan, and I remember watching Peter Pan, the animated movie, as a five-year-old a lot. That was my, I'm staying home from school, I'm watching a movie, I'm watching Peter Pan. So it's not that I'm not a Peter Pan fan. Mary Martin? Did not watch the play. That Captain Hook is, like, outside of the the homeless dude from Dennis the Menace, like, who's eating, like, the can of beans under that bridge, that Captain Hook is the single scariest villain in any movie ever. He is, he could not be creepier. Um, but yeah, you're right. I remember. I remember the exact theater I went and saw this at. It was across from a Chuck E. Cheese in Stone Mountain. Oh, you know? sounds like a quality quality establishment. It's fantastic. A lot of a lot of entertainment in the area. You get ski ball um, and, a, and, a, and a fun family movie. That's a fun Friday night there. That's it. That's it right there. We have Hook to talk about today, and we also have John Party. You, my friend, listen to. Plenty of John Party, the entire California Sunrise CD, which I recommended to yes. you. Oh, you. You winced. Did you not listen to not all the, of it? Not like front to back. It's not like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. I oh, listened. come on. I, so I, I went to Spotify. I, I, I went to John Party. I went to the, the first song that you suggested, and then I let it run. And I listened to like, I don't know, 11 songs? Okay. Seven, all right. Seven I'll, songs. I'll take that. Se- seven? We had to record. I, I watched a, a movie that's an hour, that's 142 minutes. It's 200, it, er, not 200, it's two hours and 20 minutes, the movie hook. I, I bet the, those two hours and 20, wait, what? It's two hours and 20 minutes? Yes. Oh, that is ridiculous. I didn't know that. I watched it all this, I watched it the entire morning. It took up my entire morning. Okay, well, like just. Two hours, I'm looking at the IMDb right now. Two hours and 22 minutes, and it's it's at least 50 minutes too long. If I have one criticism of it that's not related to Robin Williams, rest in peace, it is that it is way too long. It is it does not need to be two hours and 20 minutes. They yeah. have like they have like a half hour before they even do anything. Before you even know, yeah, before you even realize, oh yeah, this is related to Peter Pan, and it's not just like a dad who hates his kids, right? Yeah, that, so that was that part was not good. It, like like I watched it pretty recently, as I always do. Um, they, yeah, maybe they could have skipped through a little bit of the part of like, hey, my son's really bad at baseball, and I'm also a bad father. 
Can we talk about his son and his baseball? Because I have a lot of. Oh my god! It was. I have a lot. It's of so thoughts. bad. It's so. It, it is so bad. And I don't know why they're in a wooden bat league. Yeah. Why are they in a wooden bat league? Why are they playing when it's freezing outside? It was a everybody Christmas is tournament. bundled up. No, that's not a thing. That's no. not a thing. An outdoor Christmas tournament is not a thing. Is two people who grew up as youth baseball legends. There you go. Shout out like three-year letterman. Um, we we did not play in wooden bat Christmas league Christmas tournaments. That just I, isn't a thing. I'm trying to wrap my head around like how that would even come about because if you think about it, it's like, like I, I remember once once summer ball ended, I didn't do anything besides like work out and run. I didn't pick up a bat until like January, which is probably Sick why rag. I didn't ever develop as much. But Regardless, like no one's practicing baseball in December at all. I, I mean, I played fall ball, and we we ended right around like Halloween, right? I think. So and that was maybe at the latest it was it was Halloween, I know, but I, I, I want to say it was before if that. You have a Christmas tournament. I don't like. Do you have to practice beforehand? I don't. It just seems it seems like the whole thing sucked. Baseball. The baseball angle of this entire movie is the most forced thing I've ever seen. Besides the fact that yeah, I get it. Like the kid's supposed to be twelve. Why are they throwing curveballs when they're 12? Well, Why is it well known that he can't hit a curveball when he's 12? You're not supposed to be throwing curveballs when you're 12. Your, your arm's not developed yet. Yeah, you're not supposed to ruin your that. elbow. I mean, I don't think yeah. that was the least concerning part. Like, his, his mechanics, his swing. Pretty, his swing is garbage. Awful. Garbage. I, thought, I had to rewind it one time because I honestly thought he was holding the, like his back like cross-handed. It was that bad. And I don't think he was wearing a helmet. No, he was wearing a helmet. Okay. In, the, in, the, in the, the first part of it. And then when he... You know, spoiler alert, when he hits the home run with Hook standing there, and he's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I, I finally hit a baseball for the first time in my life, which, by the way, if you're a kid who's obsessed with baseball, maybe you're a little better. Maybe would, you're a little better. So. I don't also, know. that field they were playing on was like, I don't know, roughly 40 feet to the fence. I mean, it was – No it was, outfield. There's no way that people I – mean, like, I think somebody did get shot and killed for stealing. Like, somebody stole a base, they killed him, or they shot him. Yeah, which yeah. is, you know, a little harsh, but I would agree different with that. times. Um, but, like, that, there's, outside of that guy getting shot, there's no way that at least three to five people didn't leave every single game at that stadium, quote-unquote, without just getting pelted by foul balls. Yeah, no doubt. And how about a kid throwing a ball on the airplane, throwing it at the window, and then throwing it up above to get the oxygen mask to come down? That kid is still on the do-not-fly list. That's, that's an eight-hour flight, guys. This is my this is my favorite thing to do is just really get over the top analytical about movies for no reason. Like that's an eight hour flight. Neither one of his parents said a single thing to him. Um, what was the other part of it too? They, like in the same way of like people that FaceTime in public. Those are those the are the worst people in the world to me. This is a close second. If you're listening to this podcast right now in public without headphones on, please stop. Just don't. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. It's not that that we don't want you to listen to this, yeah. but maybe the person next to you probably doesn't well, want to do it. Maybe the kid that's I don't want you to listen to this podcast. True. Maybe the kid that is you know maybe the person that's sitting next to the kid on the plane who's throwing a baseball at the at the, at the the roof of the plane, it, just like it's no big thing. You're throwing it at the window. What? What kind of parenting is yeah, that, Robin Williams? Not, Come on. I don't, I, and I really didn't understand that Wendy was British. That's all. We, we got to get into it. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we've already gotten into hooks like first. The we grandma well Wendy was like his boo back in the day, right? Yeah. So that's that's what I wanted to ask you about because young Wendy is played by Gwyneth Paltrow. That was a question in the Facebook yes. group. I already knew that because 
I, I am, and my wife hates that I do this. I am the person who I, I can't watch a movie anymore without. Oh my God, IMDb you're just like Ali during it. I, I have to. I, I, cause I'll, I'll recognize somebody. I'll be like, oh wait, isn't that person yeah. from that thing? Like I recognize one of the pirates was the trainer from Apollo Creed and Rock. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Also, the one, one fun thing about, about this movie was there was like the useless information. Just like I'm really good at with, with baseball stuff. I. I I remember a bunch of useless facts about this movie. I think I saw like those like if you ever go to like a movie early and they'd have like the whatever just on the screen until the movie starts. Oh, with Maria Menounos, like the only thing that she actually does, and she's giving you out movie facts. Yeah, or something yeah, like that. So yeah, yeah, there was one fact that I will never forget. I don't know why. Um, the like the coat that they uh, Dustin Hoffman was wearing in the movie, like his his like wardrobe. They it was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet coat. Yeah, they had to install uh, many air conditioning vents inside of the coat because it was so hot and it weighed eighty pounds. Wow. Yeah, um, but the other part of it was like there was just a weird amount of not even cameos, just like like David Crosby from Crosby, Stills and Nash was in this movie. Oh, that's random. It was really random. And then uh, Glenn Close was also in the yes. movie, and like like it's like they. They were in the movie, but didn't want to be a part of the movie at all. I don't or know. Didn't want to be known for it. I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah, like why did Gwyneth Paltrow have two lines in this movie? I get it. This is before she was a thing, yeah. but I don't know. She just seemed like she could have been more more prominent, okay. maybe. But very. I'll say this: star-studded cast, no doubt about it whatsoever. I mean, Dustin Hoffman as Hook is really really good. Uh, Robin Williams is whatever. Um, <laughs> Julia Roberts playing Tinkerbell oh, yeah. a year after a year after she plays the love interest in Pretty Woman, a prostitute. A hooker, yeah. In Pretty Woman, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, say what you're thinking, but won't say because you're too good of a person. She was like weirdly, weirdly sexual to Robin Williams as like it. it She's a homewrecker. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, I think also one of my favorite memes ever, and I can so relate to this is. Um, like every every girlfriend when she's hungry has the same Tinkerbell energy where just like they just pout until they get attention and then like they're, they're just like until you give enough attention start clapping for them they're not gonna like I don't know anyway I don't remember exactly what the meme was but it was real funny Julia Roberts playing this like oh like you I've all, I've, all I've ever wanted to do is be human and then kiss you I want a real kiss and Robin Williams is just like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then just pretty much moves past this, doesn't tell right. his wife that he definitely kissed a fully grown woman in this haircut. Neverland area. Yeah, I don't know. It was like um, it was like 12-year-old boy bedhead. Yeah, that's the best way to put it, Connor. Yeah. Good for you. Um, anyway, yeah, that, that was that was very odd. She, I, I didn't really get that part. Okay, so let me, just, let me say, I, I want to hear your response to, uh, to this day, like I think one of the scariest scenes in any kid movie is when all like those lights start going around, like they're home alone. Peter and is it Moira? Is it Wendy? I don't know. Whoever, whatever. They um they're at some like I don't know some function, and so they're just at the house. This crazy old man who's like constantly looking for his marbles and cannot find it. There's there's like ships in a bottle everywhere in this house. It's the only thing they have decorated this house with. It's just different ships in a bottle, and. All of a sudden, these like lights are going off, and it's crazy. And obviously, Hook's about to steal them, and they like zoom in on the handle of the door. Oh, the hook! And the hook yeah, on the yeah. door. I was like, oh boy. But then also, right after that, then like their, um, I guess his just presence as a person, like yeah. threw off their really their uh, what do you call it? their blankets? 
that okay if any kid ever watched the door come come open like that while sleeping while their parents aren't home those kids aren't sleeping a wink for yeah, the rest of their nightmare lives fuel. ever ever yeah. and, and you know those kids have some psychological issues definitely need to go to therapy regardless of how all yeah. of this kind of went down but yeah, I thought that was that was definitely terrifying. I, I felt for the kids having to experience that moment. That's one of those things that even like uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, you know, those kids oh all my have God. like PTSD. Like those ki- those kids in real life have issues with that. Like there's there's a story a couple years ago that my, Is that real? my wife was reading about it. Yeah, they're seriously freaked out. Like they're they can't like be in the dark or anything like that. There's a <laughs> bunch of cases because that that you talk about being scared as a kid. I, I just can't. Yeah. No, just like being dark and having somebody just grab you yeah. from behind like that at the end of Legends of the Hidden Temple when they go on the sca- the the hunt and for all that stuff. Yeah, the, these kids, same sort of deal. Yeah. Where you watch this as a kid and you're like, all right, maybe I'm just freaked out because I'm I'm watching this when I'm six years old or something like that. No, 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 that's it's that's still legit scary. Scary. Okay. Also, yeah. let's break down this. The, the way this family vacation is so bad and awful. Like like I don't. It wasn't like Home Alone. Where it's like, hey, we we got a big flight tomorrow. Like, as far as I could tell, he had a meeting, he was late to a game, and then they were just on a plane, and they were going They were going to England. And so then they get to England, and they, like, say hey to everyone. And Peter hasn't been there in, like, I don't know, 30 years. No context as to why they're going. At either. all. A- at no. all. And then no context to how he knows anybody. You know what? I'm going to talk myself into not thinking this is a good movie. But they, they get there, <laughs> I'm and gonna then talk all of a sudden it. it's like, like they're hanging out. He gets into another yelling match, and then they... They just leave. Like, I, I, like, if you were coming across an ocean to stay at my house, and you were like, "Hey, by the way, like, I'm, I, I gotta sit down, we get something to eat, and we gotta go. Like, you're gonna watch the kids. We gotta go to this banquet that this you know black tie banquet yeah. thing that I have to speak at. Oh, by the way, we gotta be there. We'll be there like an hour beforehand. I'm sure we'll make it just in time. Right. Who does that for like a, something that's on, on another continent. Don't be surprised if your kids sense. aren't here when you get back, bro. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then that happens. And then I thought it was weird, too, how, like, the crazy dude Toodles is sitting there, and he's, like, like barking in his sleep. Like, Queso does this. He's like, oh. And then he'll just go back to bed. But he, he like, barked himself Rudy, into a Rudy hook. does that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that happened. And then there's the next 40 minutes are spent watching Robin Williams try to be athletic, which I, I really, I could relate to that. Um, and, and Rufio we learned a lot of big Which, words. I, that name. I don't know. I don't oh, know yeah, about that name. Stuff. I don't know about the haircut. Rufio. Rufio was definitely in the, I, I thought Rufio was in Power Rangers or something like that. I was like, why do I recognize Oh, he was definitely in something so like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Um, but he was at least a solid seven years older than everyone else. Like that kid was 17 probably. And Robin Williams had the comment like, you, you don't even shave yet. And I'm like, that, that kid's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's Danny Almonte of the, of the Lost Boys for sure. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, the the Lost Boys themselves, though, like trying to figure out, okay, how unsatisfying of a life is that to never like? I get it. It's you know never being able I'm to never grow, grow up, up. It has its benefits. I cool. You've been a child Maybe soldier that's just, with pirates for like your entire life. I don't know. That seems like a rough way to to get by, and uh, it happened this war against Captain Hook. I I don't know, man. Like I, I think there's there's a more satisfying way to. To kind of get through life other than just living in that existence forever you know listen that's just me we had that recent uh review and i don't want to get like political so we're not gonna talk about war even if it's about ocean war with pirates and the lost boys that being said 
if you're at war with somebody for that long, why are you living so close to them? And why did like they they knew where the other other side was at all times because they were sleeping in trees. How many, how many times did they get onto the ship in disguises and nobody point them out? All the disguises. And I get it. The boom. one time. Yeah, like all like the one time where they dress them up and like they stack on each other's shoulders and yeah. they have like a coat over them. But then every other time it's like, okay, we should be able to spot these kids who are four feet tall. Yeah. And they are way shorter than all the other pirates on the ship. Let's just go take them because it would be that easy. That's a very, yeah, uh, you know, honestly, I've always thought this too. Like like I get like if you stepped on a broken ornament like at home alone, it would be tough to maybe overcome that pain, I don't know, or Legos. But like like if you're an adult and you can't beat a kid, like I don't, you are pirates. Like it's just not, it's not good for the pirate brand. I'll say that. No, it's really not. And you know, it's amazing that Pirates of the Caribbean was able to come out after this movie, yeah. given given how far back pirates really were set by all of the 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 damage done by Peter Pan. The wigs, all. I mean, that was that was a tough scene at the yeah. end. Oh, poor Hook. You just feel so bad for him, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> you're like, and, and by the way, his death. I don't know if 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 that would have killed him. So, I think it would have given him a concussion. But that, yeah, that was a good point too. And then just a bunch of dust came. And then, but also he was just like, so this dead crocodile falls perfectly right on him. Spoiler alert. And then, then he just disappears. Yeah, that battle like, scene was legit though. I had, I had the whole. It was good. Uh, like, I don't know what it would be. It wasn't like nerve, obviously, but I had like the whole setup of like where the lost boys lived and they had like i had like the rufio with like his little uh i don't know it's not a kite surfing but you know what i'm trying to say like they had like this like weird little transportation thing that was going on these little roads going through the trees it was real cool they were terrible at basketball yeah they were not good that was not their game it looked really fun though i, yeah. I watching the, the skateboarders go up and down on that that was that looked like a lot of fun yeah. in terms of Things that we haven't necessarily improved on as a society. We haven't figured out all the possible ways to entertain ourselves with portable basketball hoops just yet. Entry houses. And that looks like, yeah, entry houses. That's a good point. Robin Williams in this movie. Why do you hate him? Here's what bothers me about him. Because I think he overacts. I think that if he came out today and was in similar roles now, yeah. we would not think he's nearly as funny. I think Billy Crystal's the same oh, way. Yeah, I agree I with that. I think if Billy, if, if Billy Crystal came out in 2020, it would be crickets. Yeah. It would be absolute crickets. Nobody on the face of the earth would think he was funny, but, but because he came out at the time that he did, and he said the things that he was willing to say, people thought he was funny. When really, we watch his stuff back, and we're like, uh, okay, let's, let's get this guy out of here. Um, Robin Williams plays the same role in everything he's ever done. Everything. He plays the same role in Mrs. Doubtfire, and I don't care that he's dressed up as a woman. He's playing Hello. the same role. He's playing the same role in Jumanji. You can't tell me any differently. He's yeah. playing the same role in Patch Adams. It's the same exact character in all four movies. Well, I think it's just how he... How, well, I don't know. It's not the same exact character. I'll tell you what, if you, if you want to see his range as an actor and be really uncomfortable, go watch One Hour Photo. That'll haunt your dreams. Um, it's real weird. I, like, I think... I, I always liked Robin Williams... I, I feel like the way you describe him is like how I view like Jim Carrey, like. Yeah, Jim I Carrey, agree with that. I don't like Jim Carrey either. He's so annoying with like like the ma- the mask is one of the worst movies of all time, and Cameron Diaz has some good moments, yeah, but and yeah, then every other part of it is just is the worst, and like all like the catch phrases and like all that kind of stuff. Ace Ventura was funny, Overacting. and then they, yeah, and then they did the second one. And it was like okay, I get it, and like when you're nine, it's it's funny. Robin Williams, I think, was just like. Uh, I remember like watching like some specials on him 
um, before he passed away, like like him doing stand up, and it was like his whole process. It was just that's how how he was. He was just like crazy off the wall, and yeah, I mean, I, I could easily see it being annoying though. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, just not not my thing. Yeah, I get it. P- people like him, whatever. Patch Adams, he's good. Plays a heartfelt dark uh, guy who's some somewhat relatable um but yeah i mean in this movie where he's like playing a in the beginning he's he's you know this jerk and then he turns into this youthful guy who just understands you you just got to be young and you just got to enjoy you know the youthful yeah, aspects of life and that's the same kid. thing yeah and then, and then his kid who by the way we need to circle back on this because there's more to it than just his ridiculous baseball love and yeah. lack of any sort of skill in it um the part where he they're on the plane and he draws a picture of his dad falling off the plane and dying and yeah. falling to his death. Pretty dark stuff. If I have a 12-year-old do that, yeah. definitely definitely going to therapy. Like I said, that's I mean, you know, Connor, like, <laughs> unquestionably. It, it's, it, I mean, different upbringings. I don't, that was a, that was a bit intense. I mean, honestly, like if, if I, like, I, I mean, I've been mad at my dad a whole bunch of times, but if I had, if he had missed a game that I struck out in the last at bat, probably wouldn't have been that upset about that one. Yeah, I mean, don't don't blame the strikeout on your dad. Your yeah. swing sucked. You're gonna strike out no matter what if your dad was there or not. I'm just and saying. And Ron Williams is not gonna ever teach him how to have a better swing. He was not very athletic either. No, um, no, he definitely. But was not. ultimate power move from Jack to just be like, you know what? I'm a free agent now, and I might have a new I'm dad. Going to hook. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go to hook. Yeah. And it was. Uh, I mean, I think that would have led to like a Macaulay Culkin style of. Uh, issues like a child star like he, he would have started drinking like rum at like 13 and it, like just yeah. living a life that I don't think would have panned out very well it wasn't sustainable um, I wish there was a follow up because like I guarantee you they just went back to being like a family like like two weeks later yeah I don't think they were they were that good I, I don't know if those issues really were solved um, by, by taking down yeah. Hook who in my opinion Dustin Hoffman star of the movie without a doubt easily I totally get why they named the movie after him I thought he was the best part of the yeah. whole deal. He, Dustin Hoffman and then the acting of the Lost Boys, to me, like stood out. I, I, I've said, you know what? I, I can tolerate this because of them and because yeah. there is this. Because if it, it would, if it was just this going to be like a father-son movie with Robin Williams oh. and a kid, I would have been out after a half hour. I think you missed that, no that point of that because that was that was the opposite of what they were trying to build on that, on that thing. True. But it was random how True. like True. it was such a pivot and like it's like. All of a sudden, and I see this movie all the time on TV, and I feel like even on TV, it's like they'll go to commercial, and then when they come back from commercial break, like just like that, he's like, "Hey, you know what? I can fly now because I thought about you, and you make me happy." Like I, I don't know if I believe that. This movie did not need to be two hours and twenty-two I didn't minutes. Know that that is outrageous. It could have been an hour and a half, like easily. all kids' movies. Yeah. Who, what kid was sitting in theaters watching that for two hours and 22 minutes? Okay, so I'll give you a fun fact, a little peek into, into my childhood. My, did you ever see Huck and, um, or Tom and Huck? No. What? That, that's, that one's not so, as important. Um, okay. But like Tom and Huck, it was like Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. And it was a Disney movie with like Jonathan I mean, Taylor I, Thomas. I mean, inferred, I inferred yeah. that, yeah. So it was like Jonathan Taylor Thomas and Brad Renfro, I think. And it was a kid's movie. And I remember at Christmas my granddad decided to take all of his grandkids, like me and my three cousins, all boys that were like raised very different than me, um, to the movies. And so I went and saw Tom and Huck because it was an age-appropriate movie since I was eight years old. And they went and saw Heat. 
Who's who's starring? Who's in uh, the main star of Heat again? Val Kilmer, Robert De Niro, and Al Pacino. That's right. That's and right. it was it's like a three hour movie. Mm, so I just sat out yeah. in the in the lobby of the of the movie theater for like two hours, I guess. Is it, I assume that's Scorsese. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good, I guess it's a pretty good movie, but like not for an eight year old. Um, anyway, yeah, but yeah, that's um, I don't even know why I brought that up, but like oh yeah, because the movie is way too long. You're right. It's too long. It's just too long. Um, I thought it was okay. That was all right. Not as good as the last movie that you made me watch, which I felt way worse about having not seen it. Die Hard. Yeah. Die Hard to me is, I, I agree. It, it's one of the best action movies I've ever seen. I am not an action movie guy, um, but I, I like movies from this era. I like movies what, from this era, early '90s. A lot of them. Of like, what kind of movie guy are you? So if we're, I mean, if we're being hundred percent honest, I like comedies. Okay. I think it, I think it kind of sucks now that nobody wants to make comedies, right? Because everybody's afraid of of offending and being upset. I'm not saying that they you know they, they should or shouldn't be. Or well, here we like go. No, there's just a lot less comedies yeah. out there. There there are like if you if you try and go on go on Hulu go on Netflix on a given night, and you're like I just want to watch a decent comedy. Yeah, that's all I want. I want something lighthearted. I don't want to have to think too hard. I don't want to have to worry about if I miss five minutes of something. I want to be able to watch casually. I want to be able to have a conversation. If I want to go on my phone and check Twitter during it, I want to be able to do I that want too. Fart noises and I want people falling down. I don't need Austin Powers, yeah. but like, come on, give me give me something that I, that I can at least get some sort of a chuckle out of. That's great. This movie had no laughs, not, had, not one laugh. Well, well, yeah, I guess it didn't. Now that I think about it, um, the I mean, the end scene was I thought pretty cool. That that whoever the 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 biggest. The, the, the young black kid who was like the um, he was like the leader. Oh, that he, he rolls. Yeah, he, yeah. He gets the leader at the that end. That guy was awesome. Um, I agree. Oh, and also, you know what? It was kind of messed up that Rufio died. Yeah. Well, like, Hook just gets to kill Rufio. Why is that a thing? I. Yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, this is maybe I need to go back. Have I ruined this movie for you? I mean, I I'm like sarcastic and cynical enough that I can ruin pretty much anything that I've I've told myself I like, but like. It is weird, and I think about it. They had, they had this the whole movie was planning for this war, and then at the end, like during the war, he's like, "All right, we're going home." Right. I, I mean, yeah, you know what? I wonder what his baseball Spiel- career would have been if he would have been a pirate. Because Shmi was not a good pitcher. No, he's, he's I, I don't know what circles. position he would have played. Yeah, Spielberg. He's had better. Just saying. That's fair. All right, that's like what John Party now. Yes. Okay. So. I, I, I am very interested in your take on this as someone who, if people who don't know for whatever reason, I'm glad you got notes. Um, I have been listening to country for the last 10 years Seven of weeks. my life. <laughs> I, I've been listening to country since I was like middle of college. Yeah. That's when I started getting into it. I go to country, I go to at least one country concert, a multi-day country concert every year. I usually go to multiple um, if there's one down at Daytona or something like that, we try and go to, to one as well. But I like a very different era of country than you do, obviously. John Party is, for those who don't know, someone who has come onto the scene, I'd say like 2013, he kind of got a little bit big and then got really big again in like 2016. So, so he is a little bit more of the new country scene, not what you grew up on, obviously. Um, Yeah, like I'm like one of those... Like people that like is in like that douchey era where it's like that ain't country, that ain't real country. Um, Florida Georgia Country's Line, not. like I, I've said this before, like Florida Georgia Line suck. Like everything about their appearance, their 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 like the pandering to their crowd, it just everything. Like 
every song is just like beer, dude. Like, am I right? Am I right? Not dude? every song is not every song is. That. They have a that's song okay. called. I'm pretty sure it's called Beer. No, that's it's Thomas Rhett and John Party have have oh, that, but. Worse. Florida Georgia Line has 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 a ton of misses. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say that they're they're highbrow country or anything yeah. like that. They have a few songs that when it comes if it comes on, I'm not at, turning at the parking it. lot or something like that. I, I, I'm just saying. I've said it time and time again. One of the things I mean, there's on the long list of things that I don't like about myself. Liking Florida Georgia Line songs that are catchy is number one. Um, that was so John Party like like or I'm sorry like like when I listened to country like in the early '90s, it was like big like Tracy Lawrence and. Uh, Clay Walker, uh, like like a lot of different people like that. Uh, obviously Garth Brooks, and there's like been a shift to countries. I think it's just different now, just like you know from top to bottom. We it was different in the '90s too, though. That, yeah. like, that's the thing is it, it changed in the '90s, and then if you probably asked your dad about country like country like Garth that oh, came out dude. in the '90s, he'd be like, "Well, that wasn't real country yeah. either." So, I mean, it it, it changes by by I mean, era for sure. But it's it's, it's always weird to me. It's always weird to me though that there are certain people who are like. Yeah, like country country music just sucks. It's all crap, blah blah blah. And like nobody's saying it's like the greatest music ever written or the most original thing. But like people listen to the Backstreet Boys and stuff like that. And they can care. still find entertainment. They can still find entertainment in that. So it's like yeah. I, I have never really gotten fully on board with with just saying that everything's crap. Now there's there's some stuff that's that's flat out bad. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and tell you to listen to Sam Hunt. I'm not gonna do I that. I like Sam Hunt. Or I like like a few uh, of his songs. His manager was a, a regular of mine at Houston's Louie. Who wasn't a regular at Houston? That's a good question. Um, no, like, like, what's the song about, like, the, uh, it's like... His house party, that, that was on College sucked. Game Day. I hate that one. The one about, like, where he's, like, in a Cadillac, like, cruising on the streets or whatever it was. I don't, I'm not explaining this very well at all. Uh, back Yeah, rub. I like that song. So, anyway. Body like a back rub. Um, like, this, that, I, the so songs in the 90s, and maybe it was just because I was going through some stuff at the time as a, as a, a kid, um... But, like, country was just sad. Like, if there was, I feel like every third song on rotation was like, oh, God, that is dark. Um, Col I mean, Colin Montgomery, Little Rock. It, I'm not going to get into all these. But, like, I, I really like that genre of music just because I was more familiar with it. I don't think this is, like, new country sucks. I just, I don't like that style of music. I wouldn't say it's, like, all country, all, all these artists sucks. It's just different now. Like, Dan and Shay... Just are not then she's not they, they they went into the they tried to open with the the country and i put that in air quotes yeah. like that that genre they veered away from so that taylor like they yeah and taylor swift is i mean taylor swift's incredible yeah like absolutely incredible musician and I'm, i have no problem saying that whatsoever and anybody that's saying that she, that she sucks she's terrible it's like just in total denial yeah. because it, we if anybody's also watched the taylor it's so the good doc on netflix it's incredible yeah Girl is unbelievably talented. The amount of the amount of time that she spends writing songs is is second to none. So Seen I will never hate on Taylor Swift. Have you really? I saw her, so I saw her live the day of the 2015 Bama Tennessee game. Okay. Um, All right. Like it just was, was like the, it was a really close game. But we, um, yeah, I love Taylor Swift. I loved we, me and my my one of my best friends Ted. We made matching shirts that said uh, Nightmare and Daydream, and I'll let you guess which one I was. Um, but. John Party, I didn't, I didn't dislike him. I didn't try to go into it with this like attitude, um, of like this is gonna suck. I hate all this music. Like, there's, I hate, I just hate like the broy. It's not that I even like or dislike. Do you think, do you think he comes off broy? So he, he, all of his songs make him seem way cooler than he looks. He, he looks like he's about, I'm assuming, ten to fifteen years older than he really is. He looks like he's like in his forties or fifties. 
He's 35. Okay. So, yeah. he, like, I wasn't expecting with the way he looks to, like, one of the songs he had was, uh, it wasn't Hardy on the Dance Floor, but it was, like, he was just talking about wanting to hook up. Like, it was just, he was had, like... He was, That's a lot of his songs. That is most of his songs. Just really getting out there in the open. Um, which, you know, hats off to you for being honest, I guess. But he, uh, I, I liked, uh, what was it? All, All Time High? All Time High is darn good. good song. That is on the California Sunrise CD. That is that is a song that was never a single. And here's my thing with John Party. He has, especially on that CD, he has like six or seven songs where I always say this to Lauren. I'm like, if this song was on country radio right now, it'd be the best song on country radio. Right. Easily. Easily. Like, everybody knows, everybody like listens to current country knows like Head Over Boots, which really, really good song. And that actually came out like, um, that came out right after... Uh, Dirt on My Boots, which, or they came out like very, yeah. very close together. And it's like, oh, this is the guy that just is talking about boots. But he has so many really, really good songs. And I haven't even, I, I got into his his Pandora station like probably, or Morgan Wallen Pandora yeah. like four months ago, like pretty much when actually when this quarantine started. And I, I started listening to even more John Party. Up All Night is one yeah, of my all time favorite good. country songs. Very, very catchy song. Doesn't sound bro-y. Doesn't try and be something that, that, that he's not I, necessarily. That, that I actually enjoyed. He, he did, like, the all-time high, he did compare this woman to, like, uh, like drugs, I guess. He was, like, addicted to her. Yeah. Which, like, that was a telltale sign of anyone that's not done drugs that would compare a woman to the drugs. Um, <laughs> which, which is probably a good thing. That's why his career's taken off. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I actually liked him a lot better than I thought I would. Just be, like there, it wasn't right, there wasn't I'll like that it. much substance to a lot of the songs, but it was like I, I like again like I th- there are a lot of not a lot but there are like a handful of songs from Georgia Florida Line that I, I, I like like that I, I I hate myself for it, but I agree. I no, I agree. Like. Um, I hate whenever it comes on like you know like my Spotify if it comes up like I'm like Sirius XM because you have to look at their two idiot faces. And those <laughs> stupid haircuts, and they look like they should be managing a Hollister in McDonough, Georgia. Uh, like, this was a lot better, because at least he, he looked the part, and he seemed like he was, no matter how, like, surface level some of the stuff was, he seemed like he was at least, like, not just trying to pander to an audience, and he was, like, just singing songs, like, about, I don't know, his laugh. Yeah, the most bro song that he has is the one that's on Country Radio right now. It's with Thomas Rhett. It's Beer. Like, it's that called is- Beer. Yeah, it, it's called Beer. You've, you've listened to that song before. He's, so. he's featured in it. It's a, it's a Thomas Rhett song. And Thomas Rhett, sorry, people who love Thomas Rhett, but, like, I've seen that guy live, I think, four times or something like that. I am not – I used to be a much bigger Thomas Rhett yeah. fan, like, his first – maybe, like, the first two years that he was out. And sorry to sound all cliche, but holy cow, is that guy had some clunkers. Blake Shelton has had a good song in five years. Longer like, than that. I didn't um, think that stupid song about uh, – Come on, somebody. Chew back, chew back that is the worst song I've ever. That is the worst. That song's catchy. Um, the one about uh, like the old red, about like you didn't think old red it was, was like good? a good story, but it was like this is the worst. It's a great song. story. Um, yeah, and like I, I feel like that's like something that's like missing more than anything is like there's like not like the the story. First off, have you do you know Clay Walker? I don't know Clay Walker in the same way that you do. Oh I probably God. know like if if Clay Walker came on the radio, I'd probably be like, oh yeah, like I've heard that. But I, I didn't, I mean, if somebody didn't grow up on it, no. If, so if they haven't had something that, that came out in the last, like, he, 10 to 15 years, I probably don't know him very he had, well. He I had Fall that. that ended up being featured, like, on, like, a, like one season of American Idol where, like, everyone had like, kept singing. It was, like, this, like, super popular, like, love song. 
Um, like, what about, like, you know, Red Atkins? Like, that ain't my truck? Thomas, Thomas Rhett's dad. Is that real? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. That's not real. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. Why don't they have the same? I hate country music. Because he he wanted he didn't want he didn't want to be known for just his last name. He only has like one so he song. It. He doesn't have like a whole list of songs. Yeah, I don't like this guy. Who was the guy that we saw? Oh God. See. Who was the guy uh, we saw? Isn't he from Atlanta or from like he's from Val Valdosta? Um, yeah, he's from Georgia and then he moved to to Nashville. Cole Swindell went to Georgia Southern. Cool. I I so Cole Swindell has. Uh, you should be here. That song. No, that song hits. Yeah. Cause he's yeah. Cause that, that was like all about. That song is like all about losing his dad. Yeah. And um, on the day, so I kid you not. Um, oh crap. Oh man, you're good. So the the day the day of my dad's funeral, uh, like we we get in the car in the parking lot. I I swear I didn't mean to go down this road. Mm. We get in the car in the parking lot. And that's the first song that comes out. That's so crazy. And I'm like, oh, God. And then we get out of the car, uh, or we get back into the car after we had, you know, um, like, I, like I say, Irish yeah. uh, Irish celebration, celebration afterwards. Yeah, celebration of life. And uh, we get back in the car again, and the song comes out. Are again. you kidding me? The song me? had been out for, like, two years. Yeah, it was it was like one of those moments where you're just like, all right, there's something else going on yeah. here. That's, uh, but that song, that song hits hard every time. You were the story I told you about, Allie's dad's funeral um while we're on the subject uh i guess it was like uh he had like the power went out in the church oh yeah, yeah. i remember you talking the, like so they had this like whole thing planned they had like this like they had they were going to do a uh like a um I, i'm not used using words well today um powerpoint thing of like just like a slideshow of like his life and all this other stuff and they couldn't get like the power was out from some storm and they couldn't get to come back on so they were just like all right we're just gonna go ahead and just sing the songs and we're, we're gonna have to improvise whatever and so they were singing this song in this choir because he was in a choir they traveled the world like they, they went everywhere and there was like this obviously like a, a, a gap in between like where these two people that where he would stand and it was really cool and, and so they're finishing this like beautiful beautiful song and uh and at the end i think the last words were like or last words amen and as soon as they finished it all the lights oh, come yeah. on, like all the lights That's come on, and we were crazy. like, "Crazy!" I cannot believe I didn't say a cuss word out of like surprise because it was like it was just one. Of the, I have goosebumps now. It's like one of the incredible moments. Um, no, that's a cool story, man. I mean, like, I feel like you handled that a lot better than I would have. I probably would have like punched the radio. <laughs> that was, and it, like everybody knew it right then yeah. and there. It was just kind of weird. It was like we all looked around. And we're like, "Really? This is this is this is happening?" Still right here. Now? Yeah. Um, um, okay, yeah. so look at yeah. his songs real quick. He's got. Uh, it, yeah, it goes like this. I like that. Give me some of that. That's not bad. You're talking Thomas Rowe. Yeah. Who's the one? Yeah. What's that song um, about, like, running down the, um, chasing the moonlight? I don't know. Like, Randy Hauser. Running out of moonlight. Running out of moonlight. I love that song. I've heard I, I've heard Randy Hauser live. That dude can belt it out. Really? He is awesome. He is really, really good. One of those guys that I, I think live, his voice actually sounds yeah. better, which kind of weird, but Randy Hauser's Really, really talented as well. I would take Randy Hauser over Thomas Rhett. Maybe if you like a deep dive into like, like just some country music and like which ones are actually good. That's, this could be like our debates down south. Um, <laughs> it's not bad to be. I mean, because some of these, like, I, I don't, I feel so old even like describing because I just haven't listened to it in forever. But like I've said on the podcast a thousand times, like Luke Bryan came to perform at in Milledgeville at Georgia College like once every three weeks, and that's not an exaggeration. It was ridiculous. <laughs> 
And I tell you what, like we've we've been able to, you know, kind of settle any of these differences and be open minded to like what this movie I really liked that you might not have liked, and this music that I didn't think I'd like. <laughs> if anyone listening to this is trying to ever convince me that Corey Smith is talented at singing at all, we got we got some words to have. We have a lot of words. Of course. Who's Corey Smith? He is the worst singer in the history of the world. He he's just like this alcoholic. I, I don't know that. I don't know that. But he like his music came out like he was just like a drunk college kid in Athens, Georgia, and he had this like he's got this very whiny voice, and he had one song called "Every Dog Has Its Day," um, mm. that's just like riddled with like 1980 references and and Athens and her all this sort of stuff. And then he had one that's like wishing I was 21. Like the whole thing is just like him being like drunk in Athens. But he's not a good singer. He's just not a good singer. I was gonna say that would usually if you were hearing something like that, you'd be you'd be all with it. Yeah, but. that's 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 my thing, man. Like that's right up my alley. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I paid ten dollars one time just to go boo him, and I and I guess I got super drunk and just sat in the corner and booed him for like thirty minutes. And then I realized I was wasting my time. Like that time you ironically went to the Nickelback concert. That was a fun concert. I don't care what anyone says. Daughtry had a Daughtry had one good song. <laughs> I mean, I saw Creed too. I mean, like, like you when you brought up, you've seen, I forgot who it was, like live. My first thought was like the last country concert I went to was Merle Haggard and Jamie Johnson at uh, at the Masquerade. What like, year was that? It was so it was twenty thirteen. And I bought Ooh. tickets for Father's Day for my dad, and then he bailed the day of. So my best friend mm. Jeff and my buddy Brian Grooms went with me, um, as, as like like as a sign of support. But what should have happened is I should have just not gone to the concert. Yeah. And we went there. And it was like, I, I just it, every everything just the loosest leatheriest skin everywhere. It was just oof, it was tough. A lot of a lot of flabby arms. Yeah. Shaking about everywhere. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. Well, we should do another music episode. Do you want me to read the stuff from the group? Did you have a favorite John Party song? Uh, so I liked. I don't want to say heartache on the dance floor. The the that song's catchy. It is that catchy. Song's so catchy. Um, I think it might have been the all time high thing, just because that was, I thought that was catchier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all time high is one of those that should have been a single, wasn't. I I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why because you you won't you won't hear that on the radio. But that's like a. A slower song. That's why li- what I like about John Party. You talk about the the songs that are just about like pain and, and yeah. you know, dealing with this 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 anguish and and really what what country music is supposed to kind of be speaking to. It's got a lot of songs like that. Does he? A lot of songs like that. I, I mean, I yeah, want to cry. I want to be her. I, this is like I, country music for me is like I want to be drunk in my bed, listen to sad songs. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna make you a playlist. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Colin Montgomery is just like. Oh my God! You know, and everything in like the '90s, those sad songs were like, didn't seem that sad until the third verse came around, and then something absolutely horrifying would always happen. Remember, "Don't Take the Girl" from Tim McGraw's his first single, "Don't Take the Girl," and it's like this whole thing. It's like I don't think I know that song. What? So it's Tim McGraw's first song. It was a huge hit. It's like. The whole story is he's going fishing with his dad, and then they pass by this girl that is like by herself. And they, the dad's trying to be nice, so he invites her. He's like, "No, you know, don't don't take the girl. Like, just I like bring any of my guy friends." And he's like, "Fast forward ten years, they're dating. They're at like a they're standing out outside of a picture show. It's exact words. And a uh, stranger came, pulled a gun, 
and grabbed him by the arm. And so he's basically like, he's like trying to save her. He's like, you know, take my wallet, take blah, blah, blah. Like, just don't take the girl. And then the fast forward 10 years later and she's giving birth and dies during the birth. It, it got dark so quick. Holy cow. It was a barbecue stain. It was a white t-shirt. It was terrible. She's killing me in that miniskirt, oh, though. Oh, God. All right. Um, should we go over any of these questions on Facebook? Sure. Let's do it. Okay. What do we Paige got? Cooper says, Chris always see, says he feels inferior when I say what kind of craft beer I'm drinking on Facebook Live. Is he afraid of craft beer? Why doesn't he drink more of it? Does he just need to be educated on the different styles? So I don't think the word inferior ever came out of my, my mouth. Um, like, I just don't like craft beer, and I feel like I'm not a good drinker. Like, I'm not a good beer drinker. I like, I like Bud Light. I like light beers. Um, like, the, the darkest I'll get is, like, maybe, like, Magic Hat or, like, a Killian's or... But I, I just... Craft IPAs, craft beer... IPAs in general taste like socks. I, I don't get it. What? Yeah, they're, they're too... Like, I... Socks? I've worked in, like, in the... In bars for a decade of my life, and I'm fully aware of, like being educated on like different types of IPAs and different types of beers and all that kind of stuff. And I remember when this whole movement of do, like bros and beards coming into Houston's all the time and trying to sell us their new local IPA, there are some that I really like. I, but for the most part, I, I'm not, like if I'm, if I'm having a beer also, I'm probably not gonna have just one. So if it's heavy and it's not gonna sit well with me. All right, fair enough. I, to quote the great Eric Church, all you got to do is put a drink in my there head. There you go. Emery Picker wants to know, actually doesn't want to know, he just wants to tell. He said, Chris told me to try craps. I made a few hundred dollars in like two hours. That was nice. So, that's I mean, Uncle Chris. I remember that, that conversation. I was so psyched. Doing it for the people. Right. He tried to teach me craps, and it didn't, or no, who was it? It was uh, my buddy Travis. Me. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. And I was like, no, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> See, like, if we're in front of a craps table, I'm not the person that should teach you that at all because I am, like, so excited yeah. to be there anyway. Um, and plus, I'm not good at explaining things. All right, fair enough. Um, Let's see here. Do you, want to, do you want to read the one from Ryan Douglas? Although we kind of went over yeah, we this already. Yeah, we went over that one already. Um, if you could recommend one movie or song that we probably don't know about but means a lot to you, what would it be? And why does it mean so much to you? We don't have to get into, like... Okay, I'll go a little bit. I'll go a little bit lighter. Okay, a little bit lighter. My friend, I'll you don't have to back could, to John Hart. You could go heavier, whatever you want, bro. <laughs> um, Friday after work, you know that that feeling, that that, that Friday, yeah. that Friday energy feeling. You need you need that that right song. And when I don't have Return of the Mac available, you love that song. I do love that song so much. When that comes on, it is it's on. It can take. I remember like when 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 quarantine first started, and that song came on on like the second <laughs> Friday of quarantine when everybody was super depressed. And I'm like, for about a half hour, I'm in a good mood right. when that song comes on. Um, Paycheck, won't you take my blues away? I... John Party. Oh my God, that song. That song hits, and and Lorne and I, when whenever the the, the second verse yeah. comes around. I got cash. Yeah. Oh, don't. save it. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's so good. I, I, it took me a minute to realize he was just singing about his paycheck, like his actual paycheck. <laughs> um, I tell you, Connor, if you like that kind of style of music where people are talking about blowing money, you should really listen to rap. That's that's where it's at. I grew up on 25 on big times, man. 25 mil. Manny Fresh, Dr. Dre. Oh, man. That was a jam back in the day. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they have a. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, I for me, I mean, churches is my favorite. You know, what? I'll, I'll give you a good one. Um, the way way back. Mm. So it's a it's a movie with Steve Carell um, and Tony. She's a, it's a female actress. I can't remember what her actual name is, but um, Allie spent Thanksgiving with her one time. Um, anyway, but it's this movie about this kid, and he's like it got kind of awkward in high school, and and his uh, mom is dating this guy, and he's like trying to find himself growing up. It's a really really good movie. Um, I can I'm drawing a blank on some of the people that were in it. Like there's Maya Rudolph's in it. Um, okay. S- Sam. Rockwell, Sam Rockwell is one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's. I was gonna say Sam Sosa. Sam Samuel Sosa. Uh, it's a really good movie though. It's like it's it's like a kid trying to find himself, and it's like his mom as well. And it's like uh, there's some parts about divorce and stuff like that that was in that. So it's, it, I really liked it. The other thing I would say is, if you haven't listened to Churches yet, go listen to Churches like right now. That's the next one I gotta get on. Churches and Naked and Famous. It's just their their lyrics are like, I so much. Better, I feel like, and, and and I don't want to say deep, but they're just like more meaningful than a lot of the music that's out. So I, I like that. Right. Um, this is a good one. Mark Riley wants to know. Uh, we should have the debate to end all debates. Oh, Backstreet Boys or In Sync? I I don't really care. I, like I celebrate both. But if you say ninety eight degrees, you had a effed up childhood. No, man. come on, take a walk, yeah. take a walk. That's that's a trash take. Or O Town. No, I'm even though I'm in Orlando, I don't even say yeah. that. Come on. Um, I think if you grew up in our era, which all group us yeah. in together, we're four years apart. That's fine. We were right in that sweet spot where boy bands. Once we get over the whole like, yeah, you know, I don't like. We don't want to be the people like boy bands. Yeah. Hey, I. We all listen to Backstreet yeah. Boys. We all listen to NSYNC. It's just whether or not you wanted to admit it. Nobody's saying it's the, the best music in the world. But if I'm picking one, I'm probably picking Backstreet Boys. Yeah. I would Justin agree. Timberlake, more talented, for sure. I mean, More talented than anyone in Backstreet Christmas. Boys. Yeah, that's for good. For sure. Um, They're all rocking the turtlenecks. Yeah. Bye 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 was legit. But they're, they I mean, they had a, they had some some misses as well. Back, Backstreet Boys got like super over the top trying to be too deep, I feel like. Have you ever seen the documentary yeah. that they did when they were trying mm-hmm. to get back together? Oh, my God. I watched it last year during the season. It was like some random like Wednesday. And Nick Carter and uh, Brian got into it. <laughs> it's like, And he's like, F you, Brian. F you. He's like, your voice sucks. And they're fighting back and forth. And he's like, you don't get to talk to me like this anymore. I'm an adult now. And they, it was one of the most amazing fights because you could tell they, they missed out on so many parts of the de- developmental stages of their life that they didn't know it was like it, it was like watching a 13 year old in in like grown man clothes <laughs> it was ridiculous um I, I always thought it'd be difficult to be the older guy Who, who's the older guy um which by the way that's the most prototypical brian in the history of brian's oh yeah right? we can agree yeah there's never been a human being more appropriately named than brian from backstreet boys yeah he had like the little frosted tips and stuff um yeah. who what what was was it Kevin Federline? Was it no? It was Kevin. Kevin it was Kevin's his name. There's AJ. Yeah. Um, AJ was just basically the Joey Fatone of that group. He was just like they didn't look alike, but yeah. he's like he's the forgotten one. Um, and then no, Kevin was the older one because he was like 36, and he's from Kentucky, uh, mm-hmm. and is a huge Kentucky basketball fan. 
Oh, good point. Yeah, like, did he babysit early on? Like, how does he feel about that now? Uh, yeah, because uh, there's no way they there's a solid like him. nine years. Yeah. When in AJ, no, so not AJ. AJ wasn't the the Joey Fatone. AJ was like the one who got addicted to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, like, he, had, he, he had he had the beard. Um, before beards were really a thing, and it was always really aggressive with his facial hair. Yeah, he was like, he invented the chin strap, and like, it was like, yeah. I guarantee you he had a full display, like a shelf display of, of Kangol hats at his house. Oh, no Looked doubt. Up. Big Kangol guy, um, sure. All right, let's do two more. Backstreet Boys is better. Backstreet Boys is better, though, that. to answer the question. Um, two more, and this is, uh, you know, honestly, they're better just because, like, what's the, what's the all-time greatest song? We sang it with Jordan Rodgers. Uh, I want it that exactly. way. Exactly. It's one of the greatest songs of all time. Um, all right, here's a good one. It's from Jay Woody. Have you ever uh, have you ever lied about liking something or pretended to like something to impress a girl and score some points? Hmm. Not, not, my, not I mean, not, not with Lauren. I feel like I was a little bit past that stage in my life because we, we didn't start dating until I was 21. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, probably in high school though. I mean, I probably said that I was way more. Into, oh, you know, here, here's something. Um, the they used to have like the auto show downtown Chicago. Oh, yeah. I definitely used to be like, say like my girlfriend's dad. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like totally into cars for sure. My dad, my dad used to sell cars. He's in the car business for 30 right. years. I was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely into cars. I would, I would go watch, like look, I would go look at cars with you all day for sure. Hard pass. Yeah, that'd be hard, worse. hard pass. And I and I went like spent all day, no idea what I was looking at. Didn't really care to know either. Yeah, I think you probably got that sense. Um, so that was definitely one of those where I'm like, oh yeah, guys should like cars. So, so therefore, I should go do this. That was when we had only been dating for like two months too. Right. So you're right in that range where. What's your high school girlfriend? Ugh, high school girlfriend. She sucks. Yeah. For everything you've said. Um, I'll um, say it. You don't have to say it. Um, she's not listening. I yeah, I think that like. For pretending to like stuff, I, I, like my college girlfriend was like super like hippie-ish, so I had to pretend to like a lot of music. Um, and I told, did she go to a Grateful Dead concert? No, I think she had like a, a like I think she had like a Bob Marley like sticker on the back of her Forerunner. And my dad like she I came to meet my dad one time, and he was like, "I guarantee you, she's a pothead." I'm like, "Well, Dad, you know what? We're in college, and that's that's not really a thing, so it's fine." Um, and she wasn't, but like, it, it was, I'm trying to think, I went on a, a dude's retreat with her dad in Colorado. Oh, I, yeah, you yeah. said this on the podcast a few weeks ago. And that was, I think at the time, I, I really tried to talk myself into it, um, and, and I was like fully invested into it, but then like, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Um, the other thing, and this is going to shock everyone, but we might want to actually close with this, to be honest. I, I dated two girls in my life. Sick brag. Yeah, no big deal. Um, that were, one was a Tennessee fan, one was an Auburn fan. And the Tennessee one was my high school girlfriend. And my senior year, because like we would always hang out on Saturdays, but it was like we were going to hang out after the Bama game. Or if Bama was on, we were like, we weren't going to hang out. So Bama played Tennessee at the 3.30 game in 2003 and went to five overtimes. And at one point had Tennessee, I think it was fourth and 19, and they had a receiver playing quarterback, and all they had to do was just not give up 19 yards, and they gave up 22, uh, and that one, that was not good. And then they went for five overtimes, and I actually, you know what, I'm going to admit it, I actually said this 
17-year-old Chris texted her, and I was like, I don't even care who wins at this point. I just can't wait to see you. And I have never been more disappointed in my life that... Wait a minute, wait a minute. 2003? Yeah. You weren't texting in 2003. Yeah, I was. 2003. That's too early to be texting. Texting wasn't a thing in 2003, You could definitely text in 2003, and I know that because I found out after I was done that I had been paying... So I paid for all my own bills in high school, and my dad told me it was a $60 a month bill, and the, the, the plan was 300 minutes, and you get five total text messages for the whole month. Oh, my God. That was real. Pick them count. And then I found out that I was just paying for the entire family's cell phone plan afterwards. That was, that was a fun fun day for me. Um, yeah, so, but I remember sitting there with that text. The, probably the, the, the worst thing I've done to, like, impress a girl. I dated this girl in 2014 that was an Auburn fan, and she was super sweet, nice, very over the top about everything. Was a, and it was a huge Auburn fan. And she talked to me like I talked to uh, strangers when I was like like blackout drunk in, in college. Of like just a lot of bad words. Like hated hated Bama. Like MF this, MF Saban. And I was like, I thought it was kind of cool at first. It was not. It was scary and terrifying. But one time after staying over to her place, I saw that SEC Network was re-airing the Kick Six. Mm. So to be sweet, I set it up for her on her DVR. And that was probably, honestly, like the nicest thing I've ever done in my life. I don't know if nice is the the way that I would put that. I'd say most unselfish thing. Yeah, whatever. Either way. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wish I could take both those things back. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, got a lot got, got a lot out in the open. I have now seen Hook, um, which is good. It's, it's an okay movie. It is not nearly as good as you've built it up to be. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it was a kid's movie. I like kids' movies. I, you know what? I, I like Home Alone. I like Mighty Ducks. I like What's the Andy's last kids' movie you watched. I'm always Home Alone. Oh. Always Home Alone. And if we're talking like true kids' movie, not like a teens' movie or something uh-huh. like that. Which, I mean, let's be honest. Like when the the movies on Netflix come out, like the P.S. I Love You, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, we're gonna watch that. It's it's there. It's it's the top yeah. thing and featured on Netflix. Everybody watches that stuff. I, I, well, we do not. We watched Zootopia twice this week. Oh, okay. Good movie. Oh, oh. By the way, last kids' movie I watched was definitely Moana, and I watched it. Twice. Great, great movie. All time movie. All time movie. I follow The Rock on Instagram, just hoping that one day when he's bouncing his little daughter yeah. on his leg and he's singing Maui, and he's he's like his daddy Maui, and she's finally gonna say yes. Oh yeah, she doesn't she's like him. Finally she gonna does say not yes. like him singing at all. She she doesn't. It's not as good as the as the as the actual movie yeah, itself. But that, that's the last kids movie, and it's one of the best kids mo- one of the best Disney movies, hands I mean, down. I'll say it again. Hands I saw down. Frozen on Ice, so, you know, teach right, their so own, right. guys. Teach their own. Okay, let's let's get to uh, an edition of Stump Marler that, it doesn't need any buildup. It happened. It's, it's whatever. Let's go to it. I missed one. All right, time for America's favorite game. It is Stump Marler time. We have, yes, it is. It is. It absolutely is. We have our good buddy, Jay Woody, on the line. Jay, what is going on, my friend? And nothing much, man. I'm actually sitting at the house today and uh, hoping that Chris is as confident this week as he was last week. I mean, I don't know why I wouldn't be, Jay. I'll be honest. You know, it's like there's not a lot going right in the world. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons for me to not have a lot of confidence right now. This patchy beard, the weight gain, whatever you want to say. 
this is a weekly reminder that I'm good at something. Even though it's not important, I'm good at it. So there we go. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Uh, All right. And, and modest. Modest also. These are like deadlifts for the for the brain, Connor. There we go. All right. Yeah, I haven't done a deadlift in three months. I haven't bowled either. I'm pretty much not myself anymore. So, yeah, I don't You're really know how to respond to that. way more fun now, though. Eh, oh, well. Um, at what cost? I don't think you're getting 9 out of 10 today. I'll say that. I'll, okay, I'll be very, very surprised. Yeah, I will. Uh, okay, so you know how I already owe you one Chick-fil-A meal. <laughs> I will get you two. something I don't have to wait three months for. Eh. But, I mean, you, you, will, will got me a Christmas present that's been at your house for the last six months, so. Oh, yeah, that's I a really good point. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. You, can, you can just. You can just save for it this whole time and just know that he owes you two meals now. Exactly. I thought I just I just realized that Connor, it's literally sitting in on, on my bookshelf. I, I totally forgot about that. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. It's a book did. about clouds. <laughs> Go outside, read the book. All right. Whatever. Next Christmas, so, he's gonna okay. give you that as his Christmas gift. <laughs> yeah, very good point. This is from both of us. All right. So the deal is, if you uh, you will not get nine of ten. That okay. that that I feel that I feel good about. So if you get if you get nine of ten, I will. Or ten of ten, obviously. Then I will buy you a second Chick Fil A meal. I, I disagree. Fair? Here's what here's what I want to do instead. I get to pick the next debate or pick the next game we watch. Hmm. Okay. All right. Doesn't that's, necessarily that's have to be fair. Bama, but you know, if I get ten out of ten, it gets to be Bama. All right. That's fair. Wow. All right. That's fair. You're not getting ten. That's not happening. All right, Marley, you good to go? Yep. Okay. Number one from our good buddy Candler Cook. He wants to know twice in the 1970s, Alabama won 11 plus games in three consecutive years. Since then, only four teams in the SEC have managed to win 11 or more games for three or more consecutive years. Name those teams and name their coaches. Uh, Steve Spurrier at South Carolina, Nick Saban at Alabama, Les Miles at LSU. Um, and the last one is it's not Florida with Urban Meyer. Is it? It's probably Spurrier. It's Florida, Florida with Spurrier. Don't tell me the answer, Jay. <laughs> I think it, it has to be Spurrier with Florida, though. Incorrect. Is, there, is hold on, wait, hold on, wait. What is it? It's <laughs> Mark Rick. It's Mark Rick from UGA. It's it's not Mark Rick from UGA. It's not it Kirby. It is Kirby it's, Smart. From oh UGA. yes! God dang it, Chris! Come on. Wow, that is zero. Okay, so that's your that's, one. That's not, that's not zero points. I got three out of four. All right, so you have point you guys, two like, you five guys ask wrong. These questions, you're like, all right, tell us exactly the teams, and then also the coach and who the running back was off that team. You're like, okay, that's. But if I miss like one part of it, I get I get no credit. Unbelievable. Number two, you're perfect here, you talk so. <laughs> Number two, this is from Andy Goins. He wants to know who holds the record for the most rushing yards per attempt. In an SEC season, Percy Harvins. You suck. All right, I know. How many did he have? What year? I don't. It, I think it was two thousand and. I want to say it's two thousand and eight. It might have been two thousand six. To be honest, it's a freshman. Two thousand seven. Two thousand eight. Two thousand seven. Okay. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I, but I remember that one always like standing out because he wasn't a running back. No. Yeah. All right. That team Whatever. had so much speed. Emory Picker. Emery wants to know who is UGA's UGA football's only academic All-American and first-round draft pick. So they had to. How would I ever know anything like that? Like they, they have to be both of those things. That's so. Oh man, 
that's that's tough. It's um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm gonna guess Matt Stinchcomb from Parkview High School in Lilburn, Georgia. Yes, unfortunately that is it. All right, whatever. Don't ask number four. I went to high school with. Yeah. Uh, number four. This is from Tucker Medlin. He wants to know which SEC school has the least all-time football wins. Um, the least. Wait, like explain. Is it like for their program history or why they've been in the SEC? Program history. Fewest total all-time wins. Oh, that's a good one. Like I should say Vandy, but I'm not because they've been around forever, and plus they weren't that bad back in the day. I I want to say Mississippi State. Is is that a final answer? What is your final answer? I'm gonna say Mississippi State. <sighs> that is unfortunately correct. <laughs> Boom. Do you know how many wins? No, I don't know how many wins. <laughs> um, no, I I don't know how many wins. 569. Really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. If you had gotten that too, that would have been... All right, let's just... Lama's got that this decade. (laughs) This is from uh, Jason Brode. That's how you pronounce it, Jay Woody, correct? Bro. Jay, bro. 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 He corrected me last week. Jason Bro? I said it was was Brode. Yep, it was Bro. His last name is just Bro? What's up, bro? No, there's... there's, Yeah, so I think... Go ahead. I know there's a D there, but he corrected me last week because I, I said it incorrectly. So he told me this is how you do it, and I want to be bros with him, so I'm telling you that's how mm. you pronounce it. All that's right. awesome. Simple enough. Jason wants to know, which SEC team was the first to win two national titles in the BCS era, and what were the years? You know, it it would – I don't know if he is an LSU fan, but with a name like that, like it almost has to be, uh, it's LSU. Hmm. Just 2003 well, the year? and 2007. Say it again. 2003 and 2007. Yeah. All right, Jay, take over. Please get it. Please get one wrong. <laughs> I got a half of one wrong right now, or a, a fourth of one wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like just change them up because I think you've got a spy on my computer or something. Number six. Who are they? What college did they play at? And what team where did they get their 500th home run with? Well, uh, this one's easy for me because I actually got drunk one time and ordered a bottle of Nugenics off the television screen. So I know one of them is Frank Thomas uh, from Columbus High School in Columbus, Georgia. Went to Auburn and uh, was going to be a tight end, but instead decided to play baseball. Um, his 500th, it wasn't with the White Sox. It was, uh, I think he's with the Blue Jays at that time. Um, and the other one is Rafael Palmero, the one that, I mean, if anyone's going to be mad at people for cheating, it's Rafael Palmero they should be mad at. He's the one that, like, pointed his finger at Congress and all that kind of crap. Anyway, Mississippi State and Texas Rangers. Oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the, the feeling of, the feeling of failure is, like, visceral from my side. I appreciate this. Matthew Sager. Which SEC team holds the longest home winning streak in conference history and how many games? I, I, I don't know how many times I can have to tell you guys to stop asking questions that I – like, if you think I'll remotely have, a, a, like, some sort of relationship or relation to the team or player or whatever, don't ask that question. It's Alabama, 57 games. Number eight, Emory Picker. 
Another one from Emory Picker. You know, hold on, long real quick, Jay. I, I know I'm not yeah, going to miss yeah. this question because Emory's asking it, so why don't we just move on? Dude. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go, go on. If, go I were Emory, if I were Emory, I'd drop out of the group after this kind of behavior. Don't do Emory that. Picker. The two longest consecutive losing streaks to a single team in SEC history are held by one team. What team is that? And who are the teams? The Kentucky Wildcats. Um, I didn't even know about the Tennessee one until last year when they kept talking about the Florida one. But it was Florida was thirty one years, uh, but then Tennessee one was like what was it twenty four twenty six? I think it was twenty six. <laughs> it is indeed, man. They always mention I'm those sorry. in the same articles. I'm sorry, Emory. I tried. I tried to defend you, man. Number nine, Bradley Panic says, since Texas A and M has been in the SEC, three players have rushed for over a thousand yards in a single season. What are the players, and how many times did they each do it? Oh, that's a good one. Um, okay, I know this. I know this. I know this. And we talked about, oh, God dang it. So, obviously, Trevion Williams, he did it twice. He did. Johnny Manziel did it once. He did. And the other one is, we talked about him on the podcast for that 2012 game. He had a weird name. Hold on. It was... Oh, oh, uh, Tra Carson. Trey Carson? Tra Carson. Seems not Tra. I think it's Trey. You never know. <laughs> no, you do. You do. It's, it was spelled like T-R-A, remember, because I brought it up during yeah, the actual Yeah, but you don't pronounce, you don't pronounce that Tra Carson. You don't know that. <laughs> yes, you do. He's the expert on all things all things linguistics, huh? Or is that the right word? on all, all right? Yes. Yes. There you go. All things pronunciation. Chronicling. Yeah, that... Those are uh, those are all the correct answers, dude. I, uh, I'm so 10. sorry that I mispronounced uh, the name, but I'm uh, you know I think we could focus on getting all of the answers right again. Number ten, fight me. Here we go. 2009 SEC championship game had both QBs Tim Tebow and Greg McElroy throw one touchdown each. Who caught those touchdown passes? Um, well, I'm going to tell you a little story, boys and girls. Uh, oh, sold, just get it over sold with. Sold the Buick Regal. Oh, my God. Old Doris. Oh, my God. The all blue. She was she was light blue on the outside and had light blue cloth interior. I sold it for $350 just so I can get a ticket into that game. And then I snuck into a press box with my good friend, Tori Madison. Got real drunk um, and was screaming the entire time. Wait, not uh, in the press box, though. You, you weren't in the press box. Press yeah, box um, right? Like club, like okay. club level. Like we were in like a, like yeah. a suite. Um, okay. And then, like, in the entire fourth quarter, I just had, like, four fingers. I just was like, Bash! It was way too much. I did not like myself. Regardless, the answer was, uh, for Alabama, it was Colin Peak, and it was on a play called Oh uh, That was the actual name of the play. I learned that last week on Instagram from uh, Trent Richardson. Where I and that for, one. And for Tebow, I know he threw one in the end zone to uh, Javier Arenas, but he was not on his team. So... Who was the Ooh, guy with the wow. long neck? Who was the running or the receiver with the long neck? It's uh, a lot of time. Number, eight, don't quite, number 83, uh, it's not Joe, uh, David Nelson. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How'd I do? I know, there's a lot of time uh, to Google. Yeah. yeah dude, I've I got three poker think, games going right now. I don't have time to Google. I think he's Googling the entire time he's telling this car story. All right, dude, I got a fun bonus one for you. Let me see if you know it doesn't count. Uh, in 1935, Alabama played in the Rose Bowl. What famous Cub reporter covered the game and later on went to great heights of, of being famous? 
Ronald Reagan was actually the cub reporter who covered Alabama in the Rose Bowl. That's weird. I know. You could just say the president. I mean, that would make more sense. But I thought it was fun. Um, that's a good I don't question. care, dude. I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Jeez. Okay. Well, I killed it. Sorry, guys. I owe you more Chick Fil A. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was really unsuccessful. The, okay, so what? I, the one I that I really. Yeah, I mean, still, but the one that I really thought you were gonna get tripped up on was the three-parter from Dakota Carter. The which I didn't mean to rhyme. That just happened. Um, the Frank Thomas Rafael Palmeiro question How would I of getting because uh, getting the, getting the teams that they that they hit the 500th home run on is like all right I know like we're we're baseball fans obviously but those guys played for for a lot of different teams dude I mean, that's Thomas, not always the easiest thing Thomas did not play for a lot of different teams I think he played for three the A's the Blue Jays and uh, and what do you call it and the White, White Sox. Sox he hit I remember I remember seeing it on Sports Center like 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 it was yesterday he hit it it uh. In Minnesota, in the old uh, Metrodome, and yeah, Palmero was in Palmero was in Texas forever. Yeah, all right, that's fair. That's pretty fair. Texas and Baltimore. I did think Frank Thomas. Yeah, was... I thought you were going to go White Sox on Frank Thomas. I thought we had you there. He wasn't there long enough. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, whatever. This has been great. Um, yeah, I don't have any more. I'm just I'm deflated. Oh well. Jay, why don't you give us our signature sign off? <laughs> I was going to say, it's hard to give a deflated, it might mean too much now at this point, but it might mean too much, guys. Yeah, be all. That is means uh, to have y'all support. Have a good weekend, everybody.